This is Alex. I'm from Boston. Hello, this is Jackie, and I'm from Houston. Hey, this is Rahul from Stanford. And we are the Premier Chess. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Premier Chelsea, your source for all things Premier League, but starting with Chelsea first. Coming to you on your speakers and headsets, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'm one of your hosts, Jackie, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Rahul. We've not had a guest in a while on the podcast just because it's off-season and towards the end of the season, honestly, was a poor, painful end to the season. But let's start positively. Let's welcome the Raleigh, Durham, Bruce, Tiff, and Shell. Welcome to the Premier Chelsea, guys. Thank you so much. Pleasure. So, Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited. I know that there's a lot going on, especially where you guys are. So we'll start a little background about you guys, who you are. So before we get into the group itself, why don't you guys tell us, why do you support Chelsea? Shell, this is kind of your story. I'd love for you to tell it. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Uh, so my wife and I got married in 2011. And on our honeymoon, we ended up in Australia. And we ended up at a very small resort in Australia. And we happened to run into a very nice chef, a friend of ours, now a great friend of ours. And over the course of our stay there, and then over the course of them actually coming to the U.S. about six months later, um, he and I exchanged Premier League clubs for National Football League clubs here in the U.S. So wow. he became a Steelers fan. I chose Chelsea as my club, and that was that um, 12 years ago. And That's such a lovely story. Just You guys just met, decided that he was a Chelsea fan, you were a Steelers fan, exchanged, and just kind of fell in love with the sport. And that was that. Um, very shortly after that was uh, the 2012 uh, moment, and that was great. <laughs> and then we, uh, we've gone from there, and uh, it's been a journey ever since, and it's been beautiful. I can't believe that that's kind of the next phase of being a Chelsea fan was you see us lift the Champions League. Uh-huh. It's such a good way to cement your love for the football club. But that excited, that's exciting. And Tiff, I guess you also were part of the experience and just fell in love with Chelsea organically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Shell and I generally, our college um, allegiances are different. We both went to rival colleges, Ooh. so that's where we don't overlap so much. Um, but professionally, we've we've always been very aligned. So... Um, I didn't know a ton about the sport prior to, um, Shell picking up Chelsea from our friend Luke and kind of fell in love with the game, watching it, learning it, um, with, with Shell watching Chelsea. Um, and to your point earlier, 2012 was not a bad year to, to get into it and to really fall in love with it. Definitely not a bad year. So let's dive a little bit into the group, the actual supporters group that you guys run together. How did that come to be? When did it start? Give us a little bit of background about the group. Sure. Um, So we started the group in 2018. Our first trip to the bridge was in 2016. And we really had a a big hunger to hang out with other Chelsea fans, and we didn't know how to find them. Um, There wasn't a really established group in the triangle. And Shell and I both have a tendency to say, well, if there's not something we want to do it, then we'll figure out how to do it. Um, And we did. So we started the group. Um, we had at the time a two month old baby. Um, wow. yeah, um, I was very born on maternity leave, I guess. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and we kind of started the group on Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and 
put out a couple ads for, I don't even remember what our first match was because it wasn't the beginning of the season. It was sometime in November, but I don't remember the first match. Mm-hmm. And like two people walked in from <laughs> seeing the Facebook ads and we were so excited because we felt like, okay, there's at least a few other people that want to yeah. watch. Um, and what's been really exciting to see is the way that it's grown. Um, because it really did go from the two of us and our oldest son, Will, when he was like this big to a, a really big group that's on an average match day on the weekend, 40, 50 people deep wow. at our home pub, um, with bigger, you know, bigger matches being anywhere from 150 to 200 people, um, just coming out to, to watch the club together. Um, and what's special to me about it is building friendships and relationships along the way, absolutely, um, absolutely. because that's, that's the best thing that we got out of it was we found other people who shared our love of Chelsea and we got to build a lot of relationships off of that. And now our two sons don't know a life without growing up around our group. And that's really special for me. That really is beautiful. And I can hear the passion that you both have for Chelsea, which is the same thing, Rahul and I have, and and so many other fans. And I think starting the club and you think two people the first week and you go, great, we have two people, but it grows organically. You go, there are a lot of Chelsea fans in different pockets of the United States. And I honestly just see it growing. Obviously, the more that you guys host events, the more that other supporters groups get together, the more that Chelsea comes to the U.S. I think we will see this kind of growing naturally. And that's going to be exciting. Where do you guys meet? Where do you host? What's the the pub that you guys host most of your, your parties at? Sean, do you want to take this one? Yeah, sure. So we actually meet downtown Raleigh. Um, the pub is named My Way Tavern. There are actually two locations. One is in Holly Springs, North Carolina. Don't go to that one. We love them. They're great. But <laughs> but go to the Raleigh one because if you go to Holly Springs, they're not going to know what's going on. Um, it's really close to downtown. It's really close to North Carolina State University as well. And um, we started there about two and a half years ago. We were at a couple other places early on, but we really wanted to be in the downtown mm-hmm. center of Raleigh. Um, we call ourselves Raleigh Durham Blues because Raleigh Durham and then Chapel Hill, where the Wrexham matches, yep. uh, really do form the triangle. And yep. if you look at our crest, there's a triangle there. Um, and we routinely get people from all over the triangle. Um, it's a very easy drive, about 20 minutes from wherever you come from. And um, again, we can accommodate. We have accommodated several hundred. And I think that's going to be that way here in the next week, too. Um, but we're open for every match. Um my way has been excellent to us. Uh, they serve us breakfast on the 7:30 morning matches. Awesome. Um, they stay and uh, prefer our audio over National Football League audio occasionally, Ooh. which <laughs> is a bit of a thing. But uh, they do that, so uh, so it's it's really great. It's really great, and we made a lot of friends along the way and brought in a lot of people organically. So. And listen, if they're playing your audio, maybe you'll convert a few more fans to become Chelsea and football fans overall. So that's definitely exciting. Rahul, I'm going to pass it over to you because you've been very quiet here. But I know you have a question, especially about the Poch premiere coming up. I certainly do. And I really was enjoying listening to Shell and Tiff talk about their journey. Uh, and when Shell mentioned he became and Tiff became a fan right before the 2012 Champions League win, I was like, well, good. They missed all the pain that was leading up to it. <laughs> but we've made up for that in the last year so. Um, but anyway, moving on, Poch premiere. So it's Poch, the episode title is Pochettino at the Wheel. His first stop is in Chapel Hill. Uh, it's called the Poch premiere, your event. Talk to us about the event, what you've got planned. It's a two-day event. It starts Tuesday, I believe. It goes into the game on Wednesday. Let's start with Tuesday. What do you have planned and, and who is coming from Chelsea? What legends are we seeing? And, and all the good stuff that's going to happen. Shell, do you want to take Tuesday and I'll take Wednesday? 
Yeah, so Tuesday, we're really um, setting up uh, Tuesday evening uh, is really when things start off. So um, during the day, we're going to be setting up the pub. Um, there is going to be a parking lot party that evening uh, outside. So downtown Raleigh, the parking is rather sparse. Uh, it will be even sparser on this day because the parking lots will be closed around My Way Tavern. Um, so we highly encourage everyone to take ride shares, uh, carpool, however you want to get down there. Um, I believe the parking lot party starts around 7 p.m. 7 p.m., correct. Thank you. And uh, that'll be outside. We're going to have uh, all the typical tailgating uh, affair. So if you think North Carolina, you think college football, you think tailgating, we're going to do all of that. Uh, so there will be some outside food, outside drink. Uh, games, soccer nets, those sorts of things outside. And then moving inside, uh, the queue will begin at 8 p.m. for the meet and greet with the legend. Um, that legend will be Gary Cahill. We are very excited. Uh, we found that out in the past week. Uh, that has been spectacular. We are so excited for that. Uh, queue begins at 8. Uh, there will be a meet and greet starting at 8.30, I believe. And uh, then the Q&A following that, about uh, 30 to 45 minutes later, uh, we're excited that that's going to be hosted by a local play-by-play -play announcer for the hockey team, the Carolina Hurricanes. So Mike Maniscalco is going to host that Q&A, along with some Chelsea personnel. Um, so that's going to be very exciting. And then that will go on. Um, the parking lot party will end around midnight. And then the tavern will stay open until 2 a.m. for those that wish to do such things. <laughs> and then we move on to Wednesday. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I don't think it's ending at midnight. <laughs> no, no, no. No, uh, not with our group. Good, good to describe Wednesday. <laughs> um, so Wednesday, we kind of just do it all over again. Um, we just move about 20 miles down the road to Chapel Hill. Um, so parking in Chapel Hill, also because it's a college town, it is summer session, can also be challenging. Um, there's a lot of parking information out there for anybody who's coming on GoHeels.com, which is UNC's athletic site, as well as Town of Chapel Hill, I believe, Shell, um, has some parking information as well. Um, and those lots open at various times based on whether they're used for an academic purpose, an athletic purpose, whether they're a town lot, things like that. Um, but as far as our events go, we'll be starting at um, a place called Still Life on Franklin Street. Um, for those unfamiliar with Chapel Hill, Franklin Street is the main artery. It's the, the main heart as far as nightlife in Chapel Hill. So um, being plugged in there is really exciting for us. There's plenty of options for food and drink along the way. Um, Still Life does not have food, so we are definitely recommending that people eat before and or after joining us. Um, but we start that party at two o'clock. They're going to open the doors then. Um, one thing that I definitely want to flag for both events is that both events are not a certain age up. Um, both events, we welcome fans of all ages. Um, we'll be leaving our kids at home because they're way too in our opinion they're too young they're they're like two and a half so um we're gonna keep them at home because we want to be out with everybody but the, at still life specifically there will be um a family-friendly area set up with mocktails and games um as well as the ability for the adults in the room to get adult beverages if they'd like them um and then the rest of the the venue will be open to everyone 18 and up um obviously with drinks only for 21 and up um that starts at two. Um, we're going to do some raffles during the time pre-match. Um, there is 
for anyone who doesn't have tickets but is looking for to score a few free tickets um there to the match there is um an event going on at the keenan fogler business school at four o'clock um that's put on by fico they're giving away one free ticket per attendee to the first of 50 attendees so if somebody's looking for free tickets they should go down to the business school and get those um and then the fan fest actually starts at 5 p.m that day um one of the really cool things that we're very excited about um from our group is that we have a really wonderful and talented local musician in our group who i guess probably isn't going to be very local anymore after all of this exposure <laughs> um but his name is garland mason um and he's actually going to get to perform at fan fest we are so excited um he's incredible and anyone that's there um, will see our group making an excursion down to the fan fest to watch him and then probably coming back to franklin street for a couple more drinks before the match um but we don't know exactly what time he's going on but the fan fest does start at five it's right beside keenan stadium um we are recommending people leave wherever they are um probably about 6 30 6 45 at the latest it's about a 15 minute walk from still life to keenan stadium so um, we want to make sure that everybody has plenty of time to get in there and get settled um while still enjoying their time. Um, we're gonna go watch the match. We're gonna do a lot of singing and we're gonna come on right back to still life and after the match is over and keep the party going till 2 a.m. And it's gonna be lit up beautiful Chelsea blue in there. Um, as a UNC grad, um, it's about the only time I want to see a dark shade of blue in Chapel Hill, but I'll take it. Um, and uh, we're, we're really excited. It's gonna be really great. No, it definitely sounds like an exciting two days and a lot of memories to be made. And what I really like is the integration of the local talent, like you mentioned, Tiff, with the artists and with the announcer that Shell mentioned, uh, because Jackie and I were in Charlotte last year. And uh, while we got to meet a lot of fans locally, we also got to meet some fans from abroad. Uh, but the event was hosted by someone that wasn't local. So I think having that local connection makes it a little bit more uh, interesting for the the fans and the groups around the area but definitely sounds like a great time and and something that i wanted to 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 share with your listener with your members and our listeners is we're actually doing a giveaway for the open training that's being held on uh, july 18th it's at 5 p.m and we have two tickets for just the rdu blues members uh, and this is a u.s giveaway only so i apologize to our international listeners uh, but if you were listening and made it this far uh, please comment on our Instagram, RDU is blue, and we will pick, with the help of Shell and Tiff, two winners uh, and send you tickets over to the open training on July 18th. So the cutoff for the, the giveaway is on Sunday, uh, which is July 16th, and we'll post all of this on Instagram and, and share it on, on all the social media. But that is a giveaway that we wanted to share with uh, the listeners and your members. And hopefully we can give, give two people an experience that they weren't really planning on and they can meet Gary Cahill later on that day. So um, thank you guys for sharing that. And I'll pass it back to Jackie. Yeah, I just want to echo what Rahul said. I think it's fantastic, the planning. I can hear the planning that has gone into this. And I also love that you guys are keeping it family friendly. You've You've shared about your kids that have known Chelsea their whole lives. Of course, they're still young, but I can imagine just growing up their entire lives being a blue. And so having family and kids coming over there is just going to be absolutely beautiful. So I called this the uh, Poch premiere a little bit earlier. We talked about him taking the wheel. He's going to have his first, I guess, formal match as, as the Chelsea manager. So high level, what do you guys think about the appointment of Maurizio Pochettino. You notice we're trying to move forward. I'm not talking about the history of what happened last season, but uh, Shell, I'll come to you first on Pochettino. Yeah, um, you know, I'm excited. Uh, there were certainly some 
exciting candidates that were rumored. Um, it was hard not to get excited about some of those. Um, but at the end of the day, um, Pacha's uh, history uh, certainly provides hope, certainly provides a reason to believe that uh, we can be looking forward to better uh, a better situation this year. I, I'm particularly excited what I'm hearing um, coming out of Cobham about the training, about the fitness levels. Yeah. Um, I probably should take some of those tips myself and start <laughs> see if I can get some of those training exercises. But uh, uh, that, that is really exciting to me. I think our ability to compete, um, maybe our fitness levels weren't what we expected or what we were used to in the past. So that's, that's particularly exciting tactics aside. Um, but I'm, I, I love it. I think uh, especially where he's coming from and what we can uh, potentially do is very exciting. Listen, if you're going to take some of that fitness advice, I need to take a little bit as well because I need to get on that on that potch train and get a little bit healthy. But Tiff, I'll come to you. How are you feeling about him maybe being an ex-Tottenham manager? Does that bother you at all? Or are you just looking for him to lead us to the to the glory? I, it doesn't bother me. I mean, I like to give um, the, the Spurs fans that I know a little grief about it every now and then, <laughs> which I'm having a lot of fun with. Um, but I mean, everybody has their past right? Um, he was very successful in the measure of Tottenham, you know, um, where he got them was closer than they've been in a really long time. And I think that speaks to what he can do with a club. Um, and I mean, Shell's to, to my opinion, really on point, the, the training and things that are happening right now, um, as well as I think his, his style is going to be a really welcome change for, for what I've been watching. I love that you said in the measure of Tottenham, because I think that's a, a fair statement there. Listen, guys, <laughs> let's take a quick break for, for a message from our sponsors, and we will be right back. The Premier Chelsea has partnered with Fubo TV. Fubo TV is your home for live sports and TV without a cable in the US and Canada. You can watch on all your devices, which means you don't have to miss any of the actions or goals that Chelsea score in the Premier League and Champions League. You heard that right. Fubo TV Network's broadcast Premier League, Champions League, and many other leagues and tournaments. So what are you waiting for? Start your free trial today at FuboTV.com forward slash TPC. Okay, let's transition into transfer business. There's been a lot of outgoing, surprisingly, but I think we knew that was going to happen because of the size of the squad. Maybe not all the names. Rahul, I want to pass it over to you to share some of your feelings and thoughts and get some feelings and reactions from Shell and Tiff because we've been surprised by some of the outgoings. And let's talk about incomings as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jackie and I have spoken extensively about some of the outgoings, specifically Mason Mount. Uh, but Shell and Tiff, for someone that we've seen grow with the Chelsea team, with, as Mason Mount has, seeing him leave, break your heart a little bit, or are you kind of on the other side with some fans who are like, he didn't want to be with us, he's leaving, he turned his back on us. It's good, good riddance. I, I'd like to kind of get your thoughts on this. I'm a little torn. I kind of live in both camps. Um, I, I really did want Mason to be successful with us. Um but if you don't want to be somewhere, you're not going to be successful, right? Um, I don't particularly love where he went, but, you know, um, those are his choices. I wish him a lot of health, but maybe not as much luck at the club. Well, he's definitely not going to be as fit as Shell and Jackie after they get the pots exactly. training. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
yeah, Shell, your thoughts on on Mason or even Kai Havertz, Kovacic, Kubali, sure. Mendy. I can go. I can go down the list. <laughs> we we could talk for the next two hours um, or or longer. Uh, Mount's definitely hurtful. Uh, from a personal perspective, I got his kit for my Club World Cup and Champions League winner, so that hurts a little bit. I'm not burning it. I'm keeping it. But um, you know, aside from that, um, Havertz with what happened a couple years ago is, um, you know, a little sad. Very excited about Nkunku. I think we've known that for a while. So maybe I think some people have forgotten about that. And we, we've done so much business recently, but that's been kind of always there. And the more you look at that, I think that's going to be a, a very nice surprise, um, you know, moving in. Um, Mindy out, obviously, the pedigree there, but everyone has the pedigree. Um so we'll see what happens with the keeper situation. Uh, see if some of the youngsters can step up, or what, where we go with that. Um, I think that's that's a bit of an open question as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, and I, sorry, Tiff. I was just oh, going to say I was going to turn it over to you. <laughs> I was just going to say I think that like for me, even though they were expected, the hardest ones for me were um, Conte and Aspie. They were the ones that were like really more emotional for me. They were, um, and Gold is one of the most beautiful players I've ever watched play live. He's just incredible. Um, the game looks so effortless, um, even as he wasn't at his peak. And then um, Dave's just so class all the time. Um, so those are the two that's been hardest for me, for sure, as far as the outgoings. Yeah, absolutely. Those two are legends at this club for everything that they've done. And for Conte, I mean, he came in seven years ago at this point. So maybe not as long as Aspie, but they gave everything for the club. And I just think yeah. back to Conte playing in the Europa League final against Arsenal and pretty much played on one leg and was the best player on the pitch. So uh, yeah. it hurts to see them go, but probably was the right time for the transition. Yeah. Uh, and we have an exciting young squad, which could go either way, but I'll try to stay positive for now. Um, Tiff, any other incomings? I know Shell mentioned Nkunku, maybe Jackson, or someone even from, from uh, the January window, Enzo, Mudrik, the list there goes on there too. Sure. Um, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority or not. I, I still have a lot of faith for Mudrik. Um, I think he could be a really exciting player um, given the right amount of time. Um, I'm excited to watch Enzo grow under Poch. I think that that could be a really um, interesting development to happen with him. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I try to remember that, you know, it's, it's always easier to be positive and it's better to be positive. So I try, I try to look at it all with very, um, rose colored glasses early on and go in feeling like, you know, we've made the best decisions we can during the off season and, um, you know, trust in the process here a little bit, um, even despite what we're not talking about in the past. <laughs> I, I like how we've avoided the the topic as, as best as possible. No, you, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I mean, Jackie and I were positive even until the last day of last season. We were like, oh, I think we can end on a high note. And every time we, we were positive, it didn't go that way. But let's let's keep it positive. It's a new season. It's a new preseason. Um, we've spoken about transfers. Jackie, you want to talk about Chelsea Wrexham and what that means to uh, kick off our preseason? Yeah, so Wrexham has taken the football world by storm. I think it's something that we didn't expect in the last couple of seasons. And as far as football fan goes, we've probably got the most exposure to them because of the ownership. Just like Chelsea's ownership, we've had a different type of exposure to Wrexham. And 
shows have come about and it's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElroney. I I cannot say his last name. I apologize. But uh, obviously they've done some fantastic things there in the last couple of seasons. Got this local team that has or should be much higher in the in the leagues. They finally got promoted. They've made some sensible signings, some sensible advertising. And as a football fan, you can't help but fall in love with the story. So I'd love to get thoughts from you, Shell, and start there and see, have you followed up with what Wrexham is doing and how do you feel about Chelsea maybe giving them a chance to play or maybe we're getting a chance from Wrexham to play as well, so... Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, we have followed the story. I follow the story. I know I've sought out streams and and, and watched you know a fair amount of their matches. Uh, what was really interesting was when uh, we live very close to where the seven on seven tournament happened um, a month or two ago. I don't recall, but the amount of Wrexham shirts that I saw um, just from the seven on seven, which wasn't the squad at all, but it was just the brand, um, remarkable. And I think that kind of gives you an, an indication of what. Chapel Hill may look like in terms of uh, the fan base, but what they're doing is, is, is remarkable. Um, you know, looking at what they spent and looking at the branding and looking at the merchandising. Uh, I know from my perspective, my non-football uh, aware friends have certainly said, what is this? What are we watching? And some of them we've gotten out to the pubs on, uh, on weekends to actually watch. But I think we'll see how the match goes. I know Tiffany, you've been talking about, you know, is Chelsea going to win? Or you've been you've been asked is Chelsea going to win? I I think we win we win easily. I don't think Pochettino is going to uh, <laughs> hold hold anything away. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, Tiff, what do you think? Well, I um, for a long time I felt like we were going to see the U twenty ones at this match. Um, now with everything that's changed, um, because I mean this was rumored to be happening. We started hearing the rumors back in April, I think. So before everything really got finalized and moved forward um we had all kind of agreed we'd, we'd see the u21s and that'd be okay and it'd be fine until like see the new like the young talent right um i'm a, i'm more hopeful that that we're gonna we're gonna pull it out um and and get the, the victory um next week because i think to shell's point i don't think potch is gonna want to start with an l that doesn't seem like his style and, you know, we've we've said many times before, it's, it's just preseason, but I think the more that Chelsea grows as a brand, the more that us fans based in the U.S. want to see good football. Obviously, anything can happen in preseason. We accept it, but we want to see us play what we're expecting for Pochettino, which is quick, beautiful football and yep. hopefully get a win or at least be very competitive against Wrexham. And I laugh because Wrexham have a beautiful story of their own, but they are four leagues below us, right? So that's kind of the thinking behind this, but... Ultimately, we have to wait and see how this plays out. I think what we're expecting, and maybe you guys can share a little bit about it, about it with the fans locally, is a great atmosphere. I can imagine that there's going to be a lot of noise, a lot of excitement for what is the kickoff to Chelsea's preseason. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I know that from just from the RDU group, I know that we have um, close to 150 members of our chapter going. Wow. Um, so the, the environment from our perspective, um, from the events that we're having is going to be really great. Um, I do think that dealing with the um, FX Hulu factor that is obviously at play here, um, it's not unlikely that there's a whole bunch of red in that stadium. Um, but I think it's, it's going to be a, a really great time and, um, I hope it'll be a competitive match and either way, I just hope everybody has a great time and comes to party with us. 
I think that's key. And as we move on, Rahul, I'll pass it back to you to talk about preseason in general, what the expectations may be. Yeah, it's it's the first game is the Wrexham game, but we still have four more games, which is an interesting point in that last season when the team came over, Tuchel said, we played too many games, we flew all over the place. This time around, it's more focused on the East Coast. Uh, the first game is obviously in Chapel Hill, but then they go to Philly, uh, Atlanta, D.C., and then end off in Chicago. So mainly in and around uh, the Northeast or, or moving out to Chicago a little bit. What are your expectations apart from, I know, Shell, you mentioned the fitness part of it, but the tactics kind of building into it as we see some games and see players that we know are going to be here at least next season. Uh, what are your expectations? Maybe not winning all of them, but at least putting a good foot out for me would be would be what I'd like to see. Yeah, win, win the ones you should, and that's definitely the Ruxin match in my opinion. But <laughs> the, you know, I, I, moving through the last three, four months of the season, we were dealing with this integration factor, right? We had people coming in, we had people going out consistently. And I think we were talking earlier about we always have hope. And I just remember I'm just like, okay, we can still make Europe. Okay, we can still make top yeah. 10. <laughs> and as we, as we went through, it's all those hopes kind of faded away. But I think a lot of that was that just that integration with the club and having the time now, having the ability to over five matches, look at those integrations, look at those pairings, look at who you can put where and see who makes the most sense over five matches that don't count at the end of the day, even though we all, <laughs> they're going to count in our hearts, but they don't count. So that's um, immeasurable. Hopefully the travel's better. Uh, we saw that uh, last year. So uh, I, I'm excited for the, the exercise of playing the matches and having the weeks they've had a couple two weeks, I guess they've had a column and then the travel together, not only from the being on the pitch, but also in the hotel in the training rooms, in the dressing rooms, locker rooms, that's going to be key. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And and the fact that all the players that weren't part of the plans have moved on and some of the ones that are still around have been given an extension of a break or leave to kind of get them out the door before this preseason starts so that Pochettino is fully focused on, on the squad that's there. Tiff, your expectations for this preseason, apart from everyone having a good time and, and, and enjoying the party in, in Chapel Hill? Sure. Um, I mean, I think that we're going to learn a lot about how Posh wants to play, who he wants on the pitch. He's going to learn a lot about the talent that he has, the talent that maybe he doesn't have that he thought he had. Um, and I expect that we'll still see some changes for a little bit. Um, but I think it's important to to do those exercises. And that's what gives us the best chance as we move into the actual season. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Preseason, as much as it's about building fitness, it's also about evaluating who can play those first five, six games and what the plan is going into it. Because we know it's a long season, but if we start off well, you never know what happens. Before I pass it back to Jackie for just kind of wrapping up with the expectations for the season, a new kit just launched. I'd love to hear your thoughts on on the kit itself and then the delay in launching it or, or releasing it to the public uh, before or after the season starts. So I work in communications as a general. So branding is a big part of what I do. Um, and I, as much as I know, everybody really wants the blank kit because it, it looks pretty slick. Um, I totally understand from a 
comms perspective, a brand control perspective, why they're not launching it until they've got the, the sponsorship sorted. I know that's not what anybody wants to hear. Everybody wants the blank kit. But um, I, from that perspective, I totally understand it. So um, I know Shaw has a few more opinions on it than I do. I love it. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I, I think uh, he wants it feels now. Great. He really does. There, yes. the, the sponsors that were rumored because of the way they launched it with a 90s brand were incredible. Um, obviously, those aren't in play this year, maybe, maybe in coming years. Uh, the rumored away kit also looks incredible. So uh, I'm trying to pick up some side jobs so I can afford <laughs> those. Um, but yeah, those will be coming into my closet uh, very shortly. I, I love that we got both the professional perspective and then Shell's just like, I want it now. <laughs> I want yeah. it now. I know. <laughs> no, thanks. Thanks for sharing. And Jackie, I'll pass it back to you for just general expectations on the season. Yeah, look, it's going to be a fun season upcoming regardless, because I think we've missed football overall. We've missed soccer. We want to watch it and see how it goes down. And we're going to be kicking off against Liverpool, which is a big, big fixture and obviously an exciting one. And Pochettino has made hints about wanting to start off well after preseason as well. I'm not going to poke you guys for the answer about Liverpool, but what are your expectations? What will be a good season with Maurizio Pochettino, are you guys looking for top four? Are you okay with the top six? Do you want a local cup? What's kind of the feeling behind this and what's your expectation? So Tiff, I'll start with you first. Sure. Um, I'm ever the optimist. So I would, I would love for us to get back in the top four. Um, I think that maybe is unlikely, but um that that's that's what I would love. What I think is much more realistic. Positivity, is that Tiff. Up. Positivity. Positivity radiates. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's worth it. It rubs off. Um, but I I think that what might be more realistic and kind of where I would feel like we were much more successful is if we got back into that top six range. That's that's where I would be able to look at it and say, look, we made a lot of big headway. Um, we were still competitive, um, and we didn't let whatever went on this past year mm-hmm. affect and drag into th- this coming year. Yeah, we definitely have to be competitive and top six is going towards that direction. Shell, do you think Pochettino can get a local cup and add to his run at PSG and maybe break the curse of Tottenham? <laughs> uh, that would be great. Um, yeah, silverware would be incredible this year. Um, I'm not sure that's in, in the cards, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um I'm kind of with Tiff here. I think, and actually I'm thinking back a couple of years and, and maybe I shouldn't be looking at history, but how, how on the last match day, we barely made it a uh, top four. Uh, thanks to help from our, our friends there. And uh, obviously this year that didn't happen. So we, we've been in that area for a little bit here. I, and I'm thinking, you know, anything top six, top seven, uh, whatever they're calling that other spot these days, uh, they keep changing the league name. I think um, anything there would be, I think excellent this year. Uh, any improvement over 12, I, I would take. And I think this is a really long game. We're doing eight-year contracts now. Uh, so this is really a long play. And um, positive moving forward uh, is, is all I, I'm really hoping for from this year. Yeah, and I think that's what the ownership is trying to do as well, which is just get a measuring stick out there of continuous progress. I think we all know what happened last season. So jumping to conclusions as, oh, yeah, we're back in Champions League. While we'd all love that. I think we want to be competitive and not fall so far behind like we did this season. So definitely something we need to look at. Rahul, I'll pass it back to you to wrap it up and take us home. Yeah, I, top four for me. 
we'll, we'll see if that works out. <laughs> Positivity rating. Exactly. When we'll Got come back at the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Any parting thoughts from you uh, before we wrap it up? Um, we, it's been a delight to talk to you guys. Thank you for having us on. Um, for anyone that's traveling to the match, please, please, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, Shell and I are monitoring all of our social media, our email really, really closely. Um, and if you've looked at our social media, you see that we talk about it being a family. We want everybody to feel welcome, like you've been with us the whole time. So please know we'll give you restaurant recommendations or set you up with somebody to like get you a ride share and you can like split your Uber, like whatever you need to do. We'll help you find those people. So um, please feel free to reach out to us and let us know what we can do to make your time in the triangle really, really wonderful. And then whenever you're in the area, come on back. Yeah, I think Tiff said it really well. Um, you know, we're excited for everyone to come in town, um, see a place that's maybe not on the normal tour stop radar. Um, and who knows when we'll have this again, but we really want to do make it clear that, you know, Raleigh, RDU Blues are a family and uh, you're welcome back anytime. So regardless of what you take from from Chelsea Ruxham, um, find some friends, find some uh, family here. That's all we want. That that's what it's all about, just meeting and connecting mm -hmm. with other people like we just did with you and, yeah. and Tiff. So it's very nice meeting you, very nice having you. Uh, for anyone that wants to reach out, it's RDU Blues on Instagram. The website mm -hmm. is RaleighDurhamBlues.com. And the email is RDUBlues1905 at gmail.com. Hopefully I got all of that right. Uh, Perfect. I, I, I memorized it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, <laughs> Tiff and Shell are great with responding. They'll definitely uh, get back in touch once you message them. So feel free or if you reach out to us, Jackie and myself will connect you. Uh, but that wraps it up, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Please continue to subscribe, like, and follow us. Follow us. It's at the Premier Chels on all podcast providers, Instagram and on Twitter. It's at Premier Chels and on threads now, too, if you're if that's your thing. Uh, and as always, send us your feedback. Enjoy the preseason game in Chapel Hill. But until then, uh, we'll be back. But until then, stay safe and up the Chels. Hey, guys, the Premier Chels is sponsored by Kickoff Coffee. They are a top quality artisanal roasted coffee. In other words, they're Champions League winner and Premier League winner every single time. They deliver fresh bags directly to your home, so you don't have to go to a coffee shop and pick up something. And the best part about them is every bag gives back to soccer charities. 10% of the proceeds go to organizations that use soccer to promote youth social development in the underserved areas. Use our code TPCOFFEE15 to get 15% off your order. You can order at kickoffcoffeeco.com or check out the links on our social media. Thanks.